With backgrounds in therapy and personal training, Jennifer Herman and Scott Quinnell combine the realms of mental health and fitness to improve your mind and wellness. All right, so there was one thing that I wanted to talk about. I, I had seen it through social media and just like memes about it, you know, whatever. And it's gym intimidation. A lot of people, especially if it's their first time going into a gym, they it's intimidating. It is intimidating. Especially the larger ones. Yeah. For the, me, at least. I've been in many. Yeah, the big box gyms where it's mm-hmm. full of people. Uh, that look like they know what they're doing and whatnot. It's intimidating. I get it. It is. And there's kind of different outbreak, you know, sections that specialize in different weight equipment and they do different things. You know, you have your like high impact, low impact things. And yeah. And a lot of, like a lot of times there's like clicks almost like you remember when you're in like school or you got, you know, those friends, friend groups. Mm hmm. And that exists there as well. I mean, there's like groups of people that hang around and, you know, so be it. And the first thing I want to talk about and what what we're going to talk about today is they're not steps on how to, you know, overcome the intimidation factor. It's just like suggestions on what you could do to maybe help build confidence when you walk into the gym. Okay. And the first thing I want to just say is overall everyone is there to improve their health. And if you were to take one thing from the episode, it would be that because at the end of the day, that's why, you know, you're going, that's why I'm going, that's why everybody's going is to improve themselves. And another reason, um, one of the most common reasons why people go to the gym is stress relief, you know? So they're kind of always just minding their own business. Uh, They want to be there to kind of just separate themselves almost for that alone time and uh jen do you like do you ever people watch not really not really like at the at the like fairs or concerts you don't ever really people watch oh i thought you meant at the gym specifically oh yeah i mean if i'm out more if i'm not focused because at the gym yeah i want to get in and get out so i'm really more focused but yeah, at the state fair and I'm just yeah. really more lackadaisical and having a nice time leisurely. Yeah, there's a lot going around. So you're kind of absorbing everything around you. Yeah. And it's the same thing within the gym as well as, you know, when you're in there and you're taking like rest periods or whatever, or you're trying to just, you know, recover. I get a lot of like comments from my clients where it's just like people kind of just look around. And you always, and you know, some clients are like, they look kind of judgy, you know, but really people are kind of just people watching because there's a lot going on in a gym. There's a lot of people doing a lot of things and there's no reason to be intimidated by that. People are kind of just, you know, looking around because they don't want to be on their phones or they got already got water, whatever it may be. Another step you could take is build a small community. A lot of people go to a gym. And so there's a lot of people that are just like you, really. And you can kind of see those regulars that go at your time. 
and you can introduce yourself and kind of just get that relationship and maybe even build a friendship. And then from there, you could even learn something from that person. So I see it um, when you're talking about building relationships. I've seen it in two ways. One, in those group classes. And then in the free weight section, I have noticed it certainly with men um, spotting each other and women. But I know for me where I'm picking up the barbells and the hand weights that um, there'll be some women at the same time that I'd be going and they will, you know, will be chummy and talk. Yeah, exactly. And that happens at every single gym is there people are there. It's a social place and there's no reason not to build like friendships in a small community. And I'm glad you brought up the classes, too, because that was another thing I wanted to talk about is if you're intimidated by going to the gym or, you know, whatever it may be, and you kind of want to build like that small community, classes, like you said, Jen, is the best way to meet people. Mm -hmm. And you can build those connections. Um, If you're really social, you can build those connections with the instructor even. And you can just learn so much. Like whatever your education level is on like health and fitness, there's always something more to learn. And I think group classes is one of the greatest ways to do that. And I found that the instructors are really sweet and nice. Oh, yeah. They're super social. Yep. They're super social. Another thing uh, people can do is talk to a trainer. So uh, a lot of gyms, especially the ones around us, like the big box gyms, they usually offer a free PT consultation or like a free session almost. And yes, uh, you know, full disclosure, uh, the trainers are going to try to sell to you. You know, they're going to try their, they're going to try to sell their services to you. But if you play your cards right, you can ask them a lot of questions, which most trainers, if not all of them, will be more than happy to answer. You can ask them a lot of questions like, am I doing this squat right? Or, you know, how should I build like a resistance training program? And a lot of trainers will say to start, just do one exercise for each muscle group. And that, that's just something you can learn by that 30-minute talk with that trainer. Um, it, it'll at least give you that base. And if you want to continue your education, you can, you know, research from there. So I've done it both ways where... I've worked individually with a personal trainer, and then I've also done a partnership. So is that fairly common where just to help keep costs down or it's more fun to have a partner and then you share the time with a personal trainer? How common is that? It's super common, especially um, with people that need the motivation, Mm, Um, like a trainer alone is a good motivation tactic because you know you're investing you're spending money and if you don't show up the money's gone and you get zero worth out of it but then having a friend you know i have a couple clients who are paired together like two friends or like a couple even and they motivate each other to go to the gym like if one's like all right we gotta go we gotta go see our trainer and the other one doesn't want to go he's obviously more prone to go if the other partner in that group is ready to go. Okay. 
Another thing I want to say is, so you said you had a trainer, mm-hmm. like you've invested in your health, but basically, you know, because you're investing in your health, by no means does it have to be a long-term commitment. Right. And uh, no matter what, how long you're with a trainer, they'll teach you something new almost every session. You know, if you're working with a good trainer and just, you know, invest in your education because, you know, we went to college and, you know, it's kind of the same thing. You're investing in learning a skill um, that you can carry on the rest of your life. Hey, really quick. If you have listened to the show before, you probably know about our sponsor, Midwest Center for Personal and Family Development. Midwest is an outpatient mental health clinic in the Twin Cities area that specializes in anxiety treatment, child's therapy, couples counseling, and trauma therapy. But of course, they provide several other types of service. So if you or a loved one is searching for help, they are accepting in-person or online appointments right now. You can visit them at MidwestCenter4U.com or call them at 651-647-1900. All right, let's get back to the show. One of the last things, too, I want to say is build large and small goals. So when you worked with that trainer, Jen, did you guys kind of just sit down and kind of talk through like month by month and then like long term or no? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you talked about like goals you want to do for the first month working together. Yep. And then obviously you had like your end goal or what you're working towards. Right. And an example of a small goal could be something as simple as learning a new machine. So if you, you know, never ever try to bench press before, maybe spend like a week or two trying to get good form, looking up a couple of videos, just understanding how to work a bench press. Mm-hmm. Another thing could be adding five pounds to an exercise. So typically it takes, you know, about two weeks maybe to add like five pounds to an exercise, obviously, depending on which one it is. Um, so that could be a short-term goal. And then one of the biggest uh, short-term goals that I try to get my clients to do is practice on form. Mm-hmm. Um, just because if you have good form, the, likely, the likelihood of you hurting yourself ever is very low. Uh, an example of a large goal is, you know, adding 50 pounds to your squat. That takes multiple weeks, months, what, you know, it depends on who you are. Um, that, but that takes some time. That is considered a long-term goal. And then changing your body composition. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, losing X amount of pounds by X. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing, and especially if you ever sit down with a trainer, I know you did. Um, and I'm sure he, he or she, they were both men. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure they both kind of helped you out with the fact that you want those goals to be specific. So losing 10 pounds by Christmas or whatever it is. And then you, you want it to be very doable goals, like very realistic goals. So obviously you don't want to do like lose 50 pounds by Christmas. Um, it, let's say Christmas is like two months away or whatever. You don't want to, you don't want to do that. Um, because if you, you'll, you'll set yourself up for failure mm-hmm. and failure will lower your confidence. And we kind of go back to that, you know, square one of first coming into a gym. And it was really learning about how to build muscle in all the um, 
just overall the body because I tend to focus more on the upper body versus lower body and mm-hmm. so really balancing that and then incorporating when the cardio days are just because there's only so much time I could have right yeah in a day or even my week to do that so he really helped figure out a plan that worked well for me that kind of met all those goals yeah yeah 100 percent. and there's like depending on the trainer there's formulas almost to you know each person on when you do weight training where you do weight training like you said upper or lower body and when you do cardio um, hey speaking of that did um i actually did one of these breathing tests where they put a mask on me and i was on a treadmill and it measured um something to do with the way i um exerted oh you're uh vo2 max does I that think sound so. Right? And that and because what was happening was is when I was on a treadmill, stairmaster, I wasn't at the threshold I needed to be to maximize calorie burning or whatever to get to that zone. Sure. And so it actually mapped out where I needed to be on like a 30 minute exercise plan. Yeah, and that can fall into your goals, like just seeing like a chart. Mm-hmm. Um there there that's something to work towards. That was really good. And my final thought uh, for this episode is have a plan for each workout. And if you work with a trainer, obviously that's their job. But if you kind of just sit down with that trainer for one consultation, um, you'll kind of understand why it's so important to have a plan. And I always kind of think about it like this. When you go to work, you don't really just show up to work without an idea of what you're going to do, like a to-do list almost. Um, you, you know what you're going to do. You know your responsibilities. So kind of treat a workout like work. And I, I usually stress this, and it obviously depends on who you are. Maybe you're crunched for time or whatever. Avoid looking at the clock. Kind of write down that to-do list. Kind of write down what exercises you want to do, um, how long you want to do cardio or whatever. And... Uh, once you scratch all those things off the list, you're done. That That's good. That's Maybe a successful that needs to workout. be my new goal, Scott, is stop looking at the clock. <laughs> right? I mean, a lot of gyms these days are open pretty late. And if you go after work, you got all the way up until like midnight in most cases. Yeah. The big you know? box ones, I think, are open 24. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And people actually work out like at 3 a.m. I know. I was there once at 2 o'clock, and there were about 10 of us. Yeah, I respect yeah. it. Yeah. I respect, I've never done it, but I respect it. And with that, if you enjoyed this episode, please help us out by sharing the show with a friend. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Mind and Wellness Podcast. Thanks for listening.